You're listening to the weekly podcast of Launch Church of Jacksonville, Florida. We pray you enjoy today's message. Thank you, Lord God, for waking us up in our right mind, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for life, for health, and for strength, oh God. We bless your name, God. Hallelujah. We make you bigger, Lord God, than any situation, any circumstance that we ever face, oh God. But we lay everything at your feet, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. We repent, oh Lord for anything that we've done, oh God, that we've said, that we've even thought of, oh God, that is not pleasing in your sight, God. We thank you that you wash us clean, oh God, that you wash us white as snow, oh God, that you have thrown our sins, you have cast them as far as the east is from the west, God. We don't take it for granted, oh God, but we glorify you, we honor you, Lord God, and we thank you, God. Hallelujah, God, hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. We thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah for being the head of our life, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for being our sustainer, God, for being our keeper, oh God, for being our doctor and our healer, God. We just magnify your name right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. We set the atmosphere in this place, oh God. We set the atmosphere in our homes, oh God. We incline our ears to you on today, God. We open up our hearts to receive everything that you have for us, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, that your word be like a cleansing breath to us on today, God. Hallelujah, that this word not only sounds good to our ears, oh God, but that it births, it creates, Lord God. It magnifies, it ignites a life-changing word, a life change for us, oh God, in our hearts, in our minds, in our families, oh God, and even in our bloodlines, God. So we praise you on today, God. Hallelujah. We lift up this service to you on today, God. We say, have your way in this place, God. Move how you need to in this place, oh God. Holy Spirit, you are invited in. Hallelujah. You are invited in this place. Hallelujah, God. We just thank you for those that you are sending to launch church, oh God. We thank you for those, oh God, who cover us, oh God. We thank you, Father God, for what you are doing in and through us, oh God, for we are vessels, oh God. We open up ourselves to be used mightily by you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. We cover 
this service on today in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against any technical difficulties now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God, that everything operates as it should. In the mighty name of Jesus, there will be no difficulties in any of the microphones, any of the, the cameras or anything right now in Jesus name. We plead the blood of Jesus over this service right now in Jesus name. Father God, I lift up the word on today. God, I lift up our pastors on today. God, I thank you, Father God, that you have given us a word that is on your heart. God, a word for your children. Oh God, a word that will cleanse us, a word that will deliver us in the mighty name of Jesus, God. So we just bless your name. Oh God, we thank you, Father God, that you are perfecting everything that concerns us in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against every distraction now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God, that we are attentive to what you have for us to hear and for us to do according to your word on today, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, God, that you are exposing every dark place, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, that you have called us to be the light light, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. So I break the back of every enemy that would try to come against our marriages, that would try to come against our homes now, in the name of Jesus. I send Holy Ghost fire to the enemy now in the mighty name of Jesus. The spirit of confusion will no longer operate in our homes, in our marriages, in schools, in government, in the mighty name of Jesus, and even in the church. I thank you, God, that you are sending laborers, oh God, true laborers, oh God, after your own heart, God, to shake up and wake up the people in the church, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, God, that you have called us to be the example. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, we allow you to order our steps, God. In the name of Jesus, your word says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. So God, we align ourselves, oh God, to be ordered by you, oh God, to take us into the places, oh God, where no one will We'll, we'll speak up, oh God, but I thank you, God, that you are opening our mouths wide and you are filling it in the name of Jesus, God, that we speak to those uncomfortable situations, oh God, and we snatch back those things that are for us, oh God. We snatch back our children in the mighty name of Jesus. We don't allow the TV and the world to run and rule and reign and raise our kids, oh God, but I thank you, Lord God, that you have given us a heart, that you've placed in us, oh God, a burning desire desire to be what you've called us to be, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we will not let trauma no trauma to destroy the path that you would have us to be on in the mighty name of Jesus whatever the trauma is I come against it now in the mighty name of Jesus no longer will we let our past dictate where we're going but we allow you God to purge anything that is not like you out of us in the name of Jesus out of our minds in the mighty name of Jesus out of our bloodline we take it back by force in the mighty name of Jesus the kingdom suffereth violence so the violence will take it by force in the mighty name of Jesus we will not grow weary in well-doing 
but we will press, oh God. We will push, oh God. I decree and declare the finishes anointing over everyone under the sound of my voice now in the name of Jesus. That what you have started, oh God, will be completed in us in the name of Jesus that we will press, we will push and we will do, oh God, what you have called us to do in the name of Jesus. So we trust you, God. We trust you, God. And not ourselves, oh God. We trust you with our hearts, oh God. We lean into you, God. We rely on you, God. And not our own understanding, oh God. In the name of Jesus, but we acknowledge you, God. Hallelujah. We acknowledge you, oh God, in all our ways, oh God. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. God, we pray for wisdom and discernment on today, God. Help us, oh God. Teach us, oh God, how to lead, oh God, in the name of Jesus. How to be examples, oh God. How to be godly examples, God. To be who you have called us to be in this time, oh God. In the name of Jesus, to be the generational curse breaker, to be the Joseph in our family, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We press into you, oh God, to hear you, God. We allow you to be louder than any other voice, oh God, even our own, God. Hallelujah. For we just bless you on today, God. Hallelujah. We say, create in us a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit in us, O oh God. Purge us, O oh God, and cleanse us right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You are worthy, God. You are worthy to be praised, O oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for this upcoming week, God. We thank you for every opportunity, O oh God. For every opportunity, O oh God, to show, to show those, O oh God, who you bring across our path, O oh God, your love, God. Your love, God. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. We just bless your name on today, God, and we honor you on today, God. Hallelujah. Have your way, have your way. We give you glory. We give you honor, Lord God, and we give you praise. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. I just noticed I, I walked all the way downstairs and left my pad, my tablet. Uh, praise God. Yeah, if you don't mind. Thank you. Let me see who's online. In Jesus name. Hey, everybody. What's going on? What's going on? Oh, I see some family, see some friends. Hallelujah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Super, super excited that you guys are here. It has been a extremely, extremely long, <laughs> long week for me. Praise God. And uh, amen. I'm not sure. I'm getting text messages all in them. Hallelujah. Yeah. So yeah, it's been it's been an extreme, extremely, extremely long weekend, but God, a week rather, but God has been faithful. Uh, we got so much stuff happening. Praise God. And just so happy you guys are here. 
um, and in the in the building. So glad that God has ordained you to be here. We're going to pick back up on what we left off last week, the press. I received some text messages and emails from a couple of you all throughout this week saying that I had to, the enemy was attacking and you had to press past it and then got some emails back saying that, praise God, you were able to press past it. And amen. So I, I knew it was a reason why God, thank you, would have me to preach uh, that message on last week. And we're going to get back into it this week because I know there's a press that's needed. There's a press that's needed. And praise God, we got to be able to, to press. And what I mean by press, which is to put pressure on the covenant that God has made with us, whatever word it might be, whatever word he might've spoken to you, we have to, we have to press and put pressure on that covenant. And I'm going to teach you how to do that. We might get into a little bit of that today. If not, we'll get definitely get into it next week. Praise God. But I want to get back into where we left off at in Philippians. Praise God. Cause it's so, so good. And I know you guys enjoyed it. Amen. And it is going to be good. Hallelujah. If this is your first time visiting with us online, let us know in the chat. Praise God. We would love to know if this is your first time here. Amen. I know we normally would be in person, praise God, but we are working through some things with the hotel. Amen. And then also our building uh, has some uh, opportunity. Matter of fact, let's get into it for a little bit. Let's just talk about it. Um, I love to keep you guys updated so you know what's happening uh, with the seed that you guys are sowing into this ministry. Praise God is not going into our pockets. I can promise you that. Um, but it is going to help further the ministry. Uh, we, uh, Vonda and I had an opportunity to go look at a couple buildings, um, on last week, uh, was, uh, one of them were, was right off of Emerson. Uh, it we could have moved in immediately, but it's on the second floor. And, uh, after, um, uh, much debate and prayer between us two, we decided not to to do it because we, we know we have some people uh, that need help getting upstairs. Praise God. And I didn't want to put that on you guys like that. They, they did have a lift, not an elevator. They had a lift and I rode on it to see if it was safe. It was safe, but it was still a little scary. I won't even laugh. <laughs> it was still a little scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, it's, so it's not safe, but uh, the, 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 the guy wanted us in there. He offered us six months free to go in there and kind of do, it was about a 2000 square foot building. It would have been a start. Um, praise God would have been a quick start because I think the people that actually come to this church, we have all yet to be in one room. So we would have been packed out and probably would have had to move to two services immediately. Uh, when everybody shows up, we have some people that just stay online just because of the space that we have. And uh, if everybody was to show up, we would be packed out immediately. Uh, your Vonda did not like it at all. She's like, no, it's too small. We need to find something else. Don't rush. Trust God. So some of you all who follow us on our social media pages, you would have seen that we started a fundraising campaign um, so that we can go ahead and get this building um, and kind of take the pressure off of us because we, we are really putting our finances out there week in and week out to make this happen because is it is good for us to come together in person. I love the online stuff. Don't get me wrong. I think it is a, a necessity to have to reach those around the world. But if we are right here in the city, it is good for us to come together and make those relationships. If you remember back in January, when we had our first interest meeting, we talked about 
praise God, that the church is supposed to be a congregation of people that that have certain skills and techniques in different areas. And we're supposed to use each other and help each other. So if I need a lawyer, I should be able to go to somebody in my church and say, hey, I, I need a lawyer and they are able to help me if I need a caterer or if I need somebody who knows business or if I need somebody who knows how to set up a business, you know, whatever it might be, I should be able to go into church and find that. And that's why the Bible says, forsake not the gathering of the assembly. It's not so much, you know, just to come together and just show how big we are. It's because there's relationships that, that need to be made in that assembly. If you're going through and I'm going through and we just happen to be going through the same thing at the same time, we can link up and learn how to pray together. Praise God, you know, and we can fight these battles together. Hallelujah. So I am, I am fighting extremely hard. You guys, she has to calm me down sometimes because I'm going so hard to try to find a building. I literally, I, I, I call all day long looking and going to review, but I, I also want to be wise with it. I don't want to put us in a situation where, where we can't handle it in Jesus name. So, um, I, I really prayed about it. And, um, uh, last week and God had me to do a fundraiser, fundraiser or start a fundraiser. So, we're going to be sending it to some of my friends around the country, praise God, asking them to sow and to sow heavily. Uh, I'm not even going to lie to you. We're going to be pulling on people. I don't like to do that, but amen, there's a mission and there's a work that needs to be done here in Jacksonville and around the country, but it's going to start right here. And I have to do what is right. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. So we are asking Amen. And uh, and uh, again, not to put pressure on you guys, y'all know where I stand with that, but it's just some things we have to do. And at some point, we got to take that step of faith and so that God can begin to move. So uh, Thursday, I uh, got a call. Well, actually, Wednesday, got a call from some councilmen, the mayor and all that stuff and had to go meet with them on Thursday. And that is some stuff I want to talk to you all about that as well, that I didn't like when me and Vonda walked in we didn't see an ounce of color in there. I'm just going to be real with you. We didn't see one ounce of color. And I, we need to be more involved as a community on what's happening in our city. Um, it was heartbreaking, even though they called me, reached out, had an opportunity to meet some of the city council members, talk with them, uh, talk about what's going on with these trains in Jacksonville and the money, how the money is being spent in Jacksonville, met with what, uh, Senator, was it Julio? Rubio. Rubio. <laughs> I don't know their names like that. Senator Rubio's uh, uh, a specialist, political director, talked to her for a good 35 minutes. Uh, she's interested in this church and helping this church because she believes in our vision. So I got some phone calls to 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 make on tomorrow with them. But, you know, it's 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 amazing what God is doing in us, all of us, not just me and Vonda, because we are all family. We're all connected. So I'm going to say launch church, but he's using your leaders, praise God, to, to really infiltrate this city and bring about a change. And if you haven't known it or you don't know it, maybe you don't, you're not living in Jacksonville. We are in a very pivotal time right now where the city is going to go either one way or the other. We're in a, we're at a crossroad. You know, I hate to say that terminology, but we're at a crossroad and the city is making some big decisions. And it's a privilege to have pastors that's on the inside that I'm not even trying to be on the inside. I get phone calls <laughs> literally saying, hey, can you come here can you, and make sure you bring your wife? I guess they like you more than they like me. <laughs> and make sure you bring your wife. <laughs> you bow, oh, is that what it is? Okay, <laughs> praise God. <laughs> praise God. So 
uh, we, we have that working. We're still working the grant. I told you guys with the grant, with the school and the government, that is all still being worked out. It's going to be a process on that. That's why I'm, I'm moving forward to try to get us in a building as fast as possible. So just pray that God will send the right person uh, around. Use positive words, speak positive words over this ministry. When you pray for us, praise God. And we know that we know that we know God is going to do something big and special in this ministry. And we're going to show up in a mighty way and we're going to change Jacksonville in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did we have any first time visitors? Anybody say hello to us? Praise God. Huh? You didn't see any? I'm looking, but I don't see any. Okay. That's okay. Maybe they might be a little shy. It's all right. All right. All right. Yeah, I see. Okay. Well, praise the Lord. Welcome. If this is your first time, we are so happy to have you be a part of these. I, I called it my little, my little mafia meetings, <laughs> church service, praise God, where God is having us get trained up. So when we do step out, uh, we will know exactly what to do and how to do it and how to be effective in Jesus name. Let's pray and let's get into this review and then get into the words. That's good. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we just come before you first and foremost, just thanking you for who you are. You are Alpha and Omega, first and last, the beginning and the end, author and finisher of our faith. And Father God, you reign supreme. You sit on your throne in heaven. You have always been there. You will always be there. No one will ever remove you in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord God, that you sit high and you look low, that you use the earth as your footstool in Jesus' name. Jesus, we just acknowledge you as well. We thank you for being the greatest big brother ever. We thank you, Jesus, that you laid down your life, became the perpetuation of our sin for us so that we can enter into a, a heavenly and an eternal relationship with God the Father. And Holy Spirit, we say, say what you need to say, move how you need to move, open up the mysteries of the word of God unto us. And we promise, we all promise that we will apply it to our lives without debate. In Jesus' name, we pray, believe, and declare. Amen and amen. What did we talk about last week? We talked about some of everything. You, you use your microphone. Get your notes. We I have my notes. They're right here. <laughs> we <laughs> talked about the press. The press. Amen. Right. So we talked about the press. We started in Philippians chapter 3. Let's go there because I love reading it. And even the video, if you do follow us on so social media, the video went viral talking about dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. The one like, I saw that. I laughed. I laughed so hard because I got a bunch of messages saying, Lord, please help me not to be a dog. I don't want to be a dog. But let me read it to you in, in Philippians chapter three, verse one. It says, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. Uh, it Rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you. To me, indeed, is not grievous, but for you, it is safe. Well, we learned what that was last week. We went back to Philippians chapter one, and we learned that Paul wrote that it, he is confident and he is he has all faith in this very fact that God is faithful to complete the work that he started in you. And then he says here in chapter three that he it is not grievous for him to write that again to you. Not looking. I don't want y'all to look for another word. <laughs> Come on now. Come on, because we as Christians, we bad for that. We got a word in 1999 and we haven't seen it come to pass yet. So now we start looking for another word and then we get one in 2023 and then we start looking for another word. And then we get a word in, in two, excuse me, a 2003 and then we get one in 2007, 2009. And we're always looking for another word. Praise God. And what Paul says is not grievous for me to tell you the same word that I told you in 1999. 
that God is faithful to complete the work that he started in you until the day of Jesus Christ. So that should be a lesson to us right there. Quit looking for all these words. I can't tell you all these prophetic churches are filled up to the T because they're looking for another prophecy. And what happens is we become crackheads on prophecy. <laughs> Don't shout me down. Hold my mute. We become crackheads on prophecy. We need another prophecy. And, and when things are not going our way, I hope we go to church. We forget to worship God. We forget to listen to the word. We just want to get straight to the prophecy. We want to get straight to hearing what God has to say. And then and, and, and we, we get to praying. We almost like we want to dress a certain way so that the prophet can see what I'm wearing. So hopefully he picks me out and gives me a word straight from God. And then here, here's a clincher. Then when we get in one of those churches that do that and the, the, the leadership isn't good, it's, it's cricket, it's faulty, and we get used and abused, we get mad at the church based upon feelings that we had trying to get another word. And because we were trying so hard to get another word, the leader, which he should not have done, saw it, took advantage of your vulnerability and gave you something. And now you mad and upset because it didn't happen and you done left the church and then you blame the entire church based off of something you started. <laughs> oh man, I stepped on my own toe. <laughs> and it hurt. <laughs> So praise God. So stop looking for another word and be content with the word that God gave you. Hallelujah. Be content with that word. Verse two says, beware of dogs. Oh man. And beware of evil workers and beware of the concision or those who mutilate the flesh, praise God, in order to, to make them seem like they're more of a Christian. And we got into this word dogs and what it was talking about, what Paul was talking about here was a, a third set or a third group that you rarely hear much about. You have the Pharisees, you have the Sadducees, but then you have this third group called the Judaizers. And the Judaizers were a group of people that actually believed God. They believed that Jesus was the Messiah. And on Palm Sunday, they were the group of people that laid palms and cloaks on, on the pathway as Jesus came into Jerusalem on a donkey. But on Judgment Day, they were that same group of people that said, crucify him to Pilate. Mm, take time and let that sick sink in. And what Paul says here is watch out for those who sit in the same church you sit in, who have the same, who hear the same teaching you hear, who speak in the same tongues you speak in, that pray and believe in the same Jesus that you pray and believe in, and then will stab you directly in your back. Watch out for them because they will take your press away. Hallelujah. Then we got down, praise God, to verse eight, where Paul says he counts everything lost. He said, if, I, I, if anybody can boast and brag on what they have, the accommodations, the accolades, the degrees on the wall, if anybody can boast and brag, it can be me. And it should be me. And Paul says, I count all of that a loss in order to become more intimately acquainted with who God is and become more progressively acquainted with who God is, which tells us two things. No matter how deep I am, no matter how much I know, there's still another level of deepness I can go. There's still an, another level of knowledge that I can go. Why? Because Paul says, 
I become. Matter of fact, let's just read it. Let's read it out of Amplified. Verse 8, it says, yes. Furthermore, I count everything a loss compared to the possession of the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth, and supreme, watch this, supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus. <laughs> My Lord, and of progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Of perceiving and recognizing and understanding him more fully and more clearly. Paul says he counts all that he has a loss for this. It is priceless to know Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is an overwhelming preciousness to know Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. It surpasses worth to know Christ Jesus. Come on. Think about that. I was, I was talking to one of my business partners last week, and we were talking about how in, in, in on earth we look at gold. And we think that gold is so precious. So like if, if I give you a golden ring, 24 carat ring, praise God, you think that you've just gotten the world. You've gained the whole world. Your heart melts, praise God. You're, you get all warm and tingly inside. That look in your eyes looks at that man like, oh, you lucky that people are around here. You know what I'm saying? And what happens is you just, you just oh, that, he get, he spent, it shows him, it shows me how much he cares about me. And I said, we are like that over gold, and God says gold is only good enough for his feet. Come on. Think about that. In heaven, the Bible says in heaven there are streets of gold. <laughs> Praise God. So God says what well, we deem priceless and precious on earth, and we put around our necks and we put on our fingers and on our ears, God says it's only good enough for my feet. Take time and let that sink in. Ay, 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 ay. <laughs> so knowing Christ Jesus surpasses worth. Hallelujah. And knowing Christ Jesus gives you, it didn't say an advantage. It gives you a supreme advantage in life. <laughs> I love that. People ask me, Joshua, how are you so successful? How do you know deals? I was I, last night. I was laying on my floor. It was like eleven thirty at night, and Vonda's was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm making deals. <laughs> I'm making this money." And people are like, "How do you do that? How are you making deals like this and bringing in money like that? What What are you doing? How do you?" And I say, "It's all Jesus because I don't know what I'm doing, but because Jesus Christ came and before He left, He left somebody named Holy." spirit praise god now i have the supreme insight the supreme advantage Amen. in everything i endeavor to do and it's not just me it's for all you all that are watching out there right now and whatever you endeavor to do you have the supreme advantage because jesus christ lives on the inside of you and he goes by the third party or the third seat called holy spirit Amen. hallelujah and you got to learn how to pull on Holy Spirit. You got to learn how to say, Holy Spirit, I don't want to do anything without you. As I told my business partner earlier this week, I said, before you partner with man, before you partner with your wife, before you even partner with your husband, 
your first partner in life is God the Father. And he speaks to you through God the Holy Spirit. And when you understand how to hear God the Holy Spirit, you now have the supreme advantage in everything you do in life. Oh, hallelujah. I'm preaching better than these couches are saying amen. I'm telling you the rock's about to cry out hallelujah because you guys need to know out there that you have a supreme advantage in anything you do. I don't care what it is. If you're writing a book, if you have a business, praise yeah. God. If you're starting a business, praise God. What if you're at a job working for someone and you say, I'm just their secretary. Well, you have the supreme advantage as their secretary because Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. Hallelujah. I know some people say it's just TV, but one of my favorite shows on Netflix is called Suits. And I see this woman named Donna, who is a secretary, all rise all the way up to COO in the company with no degree in law because why? She had the supreme advantage. And even today, I asked myself on Thursday, God, how is me and my wife in these rooms? When we were sitting there with county, with, with, with uh, city council members and, and, and the mayor, we've been in rooms with the mayor and, and, and all and the, the sheriff. How are we in these rooms? I have no degree in, in, in politics. I have no, watch this, I have no interest. <laughs> I have no interest in this stuff. But yet they call my phone number and it's like they demand me to be here. Like, you come when I call, Joshua. We need you here and make sure you bring your wife. Well, what is that? They have recognized that there's a supreme advantage that I have and they think it's my mind. They think it's the way I think, but they don't know. It's just Holy Spirit on the inside of me. It's not that I'm some wise beyond my years person. It's that I take time to quiet myself and say, Holy Spirit, how do you want me to respond to this person? And because I rely on him, he always gives me the supreme advantage. And if you do the same thing, he'll always give you the supreme advantage. We haven't even got to the message and I'm preaching in sweat. My Lord, somebody needed to hear that today. Somebody online needed to hear that you got to rely on Holy Spirit. If you want advantage in the situation that you're in, if you want to have more favor in the situation you're in, if you want to be two and three and four and five steps ahead of everybody that's working along with you, if you always want to have insight to the insight, you got to learn how to pull on Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you. And the only way you're going to do that is by counting everything that you have a loss. I'm not going to rely on my degree. I'm not going to rely on how smart I am. I'm not going to rely on my connections and my relationships. I am going to rely on what Holy Spirit tells me to do. I'll give you an example. I don't know why I'm going down this road, but I'll give you an example in the Bible. The Bible says that when Abraham was in the wilderness, they, they, he came to a man to sell him land. And he told him, if you pick the east, I'll go west. If you pick the west, I'll go east. And Abraham said, I'll pick this area over here. And the man looked at him and said, there, there's no way you're going to be successful. No, it's not Abraham. That's Isaac. Isaac. There's no way you're going to be successful. There's no way you're going to reap. That land is barren. That land is dry. That land cannot produce you anything. And the Bible says he went over there. He sowed seed. And in the same year that he sowed seed, he reaped three times what he was supposed to get. Why? He had insight. He had an advantage, praise God. He had an advantage in what he was doing. 
And some of you guys are behind because you are trying to make it work with human reasoning. You're trying to make it work with this is what I did over here. This is what worked over here in, in 2007. This is what worked last year. And that's not going to help you. What you need to rely on is Holy Spirit. Praise God. Why? Because when you rely on him, you get a supreme advantage. Amen. You get a supreme advantage. You know exactly what stock to go buy. You know exactly what building to go purchase. You know exactly what part of town you're supposed to be in. You know exactly who you're supposed to work with. You know exactly what's supposed to happen. And because you are following that supreme advantage called Holy Spirit, and you're not relying on what you know, you're not relying on your business connections and relationships, God can take you places. When everybody say that is not the right way for you to do it, God can take you places. I, I'll give you another testimony. I'm full of testimonies this morning. I'll give you another testimony, praise God. They told me, Joshua, the music you make would never make it in the Christian industry. Praise God. You don't make gospel, which is clap your hands and stump your feet, and you don't make contemporary, which is worship. You make something that's in between, and, and we don't have a, a, a place for that. Well, they couldn't say nothing last year when I came home with a BET award. I I stayed the, the, the I stayed the course, praise God. I did what God told me to do, and I had an insight, praise God. I had an insight, an advantage, and now people call me from all over the world wanting to partner with me because of the insight that I had. And you know what I hear most of the time? It's because you're different. It's because you're different. And I'm not doing this as a bragging or braggadocious thing. I'm saying when I follow Holy Spirit or when you follow Holy Spirit, it makes you different. Amen. Ay, ay, ay. It makes you different. And it's not anything about you. I give God all the glory. But you'll see when you stop relying on who you are. When you start relying on what your mom and dad taught you and you start relying on God by counting everything that you know are lost, God says it will to know Jesus Christ gives you the supreme advantage in life. I don't know about you, but I want the supreme advantage. Not even just in one situation, but in life and everything that we encounter. And the ups and downs and the in-between in life. Hmm. It's like having a playbook. Yeah. And knowing the play before it even happens. Come on now. It's like having, you know, have the CIA or the FBI. I don't know which one it is. Have the little thing in their ear and they can hear someone telling them what to do, where to go, what's going to happen next. It's like having that. Such an awesome thing. It's such an awesome gift to have the ability to have Holy Spirit be our helper. I call on Holy Spirit all day long. The other day we were with um, Lauren and um, we, I was on a phone call with a friend of mine and we, she was, uh, Lauren was trying to recall something. And in the middle of the conversation, Lauren said, help me, Holy Spirit. Mm. And my friend said, well, was that Lauren asking Holy Spirit to help? I was like, yeah, because it's something that we do all the time. I acknowledge Holy Spirit as my God, mm. as my helper. Amen. Hallelujah. You guys, we all have to, as believers, we have to learn how to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's so easy to jump into what you know, especially me. I'm, I, I, you guys, I'm bad at this area. I'm bad in this area. It takes me having to consciously make a decision. I'm not going to go try to fix it myself. Because when I try to fix it myself, I mess it up even more. I'm going to rely on Holy Spirit. And sometimes relying on Holy Spirit makes you have to sit down and cross your hands or sit on your hands and do nothing. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I got to do something. I need to do something. And, and Holy Spirit is requiring you to do nothing. 
to sit there and just have faith that God is working on your behalf. What we we have the little thing that I forget the name of it, Alexa, I think it is that plays worship in our in our house all day long. And uh, today when I came down, it was a song on a uh, 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 Waymaker. But I love the part of the song that says, "Even when I can't see it, you're moving. Even when I can't feel it, you're moving. You never stop." You never stop working. Like we're singing this stuff, but do we really let this stuff penetrate our heart, get through our skin and, and, and infiltrate our minds that God is always working even when we can't see it. Even when something is messed up and I don't understand it and I'm, I feel like I'm aggravated and frustrated and I don't want to deal with this anymore. God is working. And if we can keep that in the forefront of our eyes, then that's where our advantage comes in. I don't like this situation. I really don't want to deal with this situation. I definitely don't want to be here, but I know my God is working. I know my God is working. Even when I can't see it, he's working. Even though I can't feel it at this moment, he is working. And I'm going to trust in that fact. I'm going to trust in that and that and that truth. And because of my trust in that truth, I'm going to come out ahead because when I trust in that truth, I get the advantage and I'm not making moves now that I got to go back and clean up. Come on. Some of us make moves and we got to go back and clean up. We make moves and it just destroys our credit. Praise God. And now our credit is all messed up and we can't do what God wants us to do. And we're aggravated about a move we made that we wouldn't have made if we just would have sat still and trust that God was working on our behalf, even though we couldn't see it. And even though we couldn't feel it, mm. hallelujah. I'm preaching better than you saying amen out there. Hallelujah. Say amen. <laughs> hallelujah. I see you, Phyllis. Yes, he is working. Even when I can't see it, amen. he is working. Hallelujah. Let's keep going. Hallelujah. Verse nine. Let's get into this thing. You want to read verse nine? Let's read out the Amplify. You got to Amplify? I do. Let's read out there. It says, and that I may actually be found and known as in him, not having any self-achieved righteousness that can be called my own based on my obedience to the law's demands, to the law's demands, um, ritualistic uprightness and supposed right standing with God thus acquired. Stop right there. Look what Paul said. He said he wants to be found mm, come on. and he wants to be known as in Jesus Christ that Paul says, I don't ever want it to be known that I did this by myself. I self-achieved this. I don't ever want it to be known. I want to be known and I want to be found in the fact that only reason I was able to do this was because of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell all my partners, they're like, man, Joshua, that was a good move. Man, Joshua, that was this. How did you do that? I say, no, it wasn't Joshua. All glory goes to God. When you guys come out, come up to me and say, Joshua, that was a great message. You really blessed my heart. You know what I say? All glory goes to God. Because why? I want to be found and I want to be known for the fact that I could never self-achieve anything of that I'm doing. But all that I do is because God is guiding me and all the glory that I get, I give it right back to him because it was only because of him that I'm able to do what I do now. Man. Look at that. I love that he said that. I love that his desire is to be found and known. And so my question to, to us today is, is how many of us have that same desire? How many of us want to be found and known? Because to be found means that somebody is looking for us. 
And to be known means that someone can identify, like they can see them in us. Christ can see us. He can see himself in us. So that's such a powerful place to be. Yeah. And I just love the desire that Paul has there. Praise God. Amen. Let me pick it up. It says, but processing that genuine righteousness, which comes through faith in Christ, the anointed one, the truly right standing that, excuse me. Yeah. The truly right standing with God, which comes from God by saving faith. Let's get into verse 10. For my determined purpose is look at what Paul says here. Let, I want y'all to take your finger and dab the page, lift mm -hmm. your finger, dab the page. If you got a pen, underline this verse in your Bible. If you got a highlighter, highlight this verse, <laughs> this verse in your Bible. Paul says this for my determined purpose is that I may know him, mm -hmm. that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and clearly, in that I may in the same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which it, which it exerts over belief, believers, mm -hmm. in that I may be may so share his suffering as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness, even to his death mm -hmm. in the hope. Now that's a whole lot. Paul just said a whole lot just yeah. then. Oh my gosh. So let's break this thing down. Mm -hmm. Let's go by line by line. Paul says, my determined purpose is this. First thing he's saying, before I, I want to talk about I'm, I'm, my purpose is I'm called to children or I'm called to have a church or I'm called to be an entrepreneur or I'm called to make a CD or I'm called to 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 uh to start to start a business, whatever it is. I'm called to do this, called to go on TV, called to have a radio show, called to do this. Paul, called, Paul says, my purpose, my determined purpose is this. Before all of what I got to do to touch the world, my determined purpose is for me in the inside to know who God is and become progressively and more deeply acquainted with him. Mm. Paul understands that I can't affect the world until I know who God is in the inside of me. Amen. And he says, it's not just a mission, it's a purpose. Right. I purpose to know who God is and to become more acquainted, acquainted with him, perceiving him. Now let's get the why. Perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. Now that's, that's a phrase right there for you. Paul says, I need to know before I can affect the world, I need to know God more personally and more intimately. Why? So I can understand the wonders of his person, which means Paul said, if I don't understand the wonders of who he is, when I get out there and start to affect change in the world, when something hits, I won't rely on him or I'll shut it down and say, I quit because I don't understand who God is. Oh, that's Somebody got to get this in here today. Because remember, we're talking about the press. This is the press. How to move past the opposition. Right. How to move past the, the wall. How to break through the mountain. Amen. Why? 
I can't break through the mountain if I don't know the wonders of who God is. What is Paul talking about here? He said, let me show you what wonders is. My God, my God had his people was, was slaves in Egypt, praise God. And God said, I'm going to bring them out. And I, in the process of me bringing them out, I'm going to have them turn around and give you all their clothes and give you all their money, praise God. How how anybody in their right mind will say, let me give my slave, my clothes, and let me give my slave all of my money. But God says, there's a wonder in me. Hallelujah. Praise God. And when they got mad, the Egyptians got mad and said, we're going to slow the uh, uh, slow all of the, the Israelites. And the Pharaoh sent his army. My God said, the wonders is when you're trapped between a rock and a hard place, I'll split open a sea and let you walk through on, on dry ground. Hallelujah. The wonders is when we're in the middle of a desert and we're hungry and thirsty, my God, when it looks like there is no end, it looks like that I'm going to die. My God will cause an oasis to show up in the middle of the desert so I can get shade and food and water and drink. Praise God. Oh, I'm getting myself excited. Hallelujah. When there's a giant that's facing me, praise God, and everybody is scared of this giant, my God said, I'll take, I'm so wonderful, I'll take a boy with five smooth stones and put a slingshot in his hand and knock the giant down. Why? Because I'm a God of wonder. Hallelujah. My God says, when I'm thrown in a lion's den and these lions are full of hunger and they're ready to pounce and eat, my God says, I'm a God of wonder. I'll shut the lion's mouth so they won't even touch you. Matter of fact, I'll cause them to sleep around you so you can get warmth from their fur. We serve a God that is so wonderful, praise God, that when King Nebuchadnezzar says, throw them in the fire, praise God, hallelujah, and turn the fire up three times worse than what it is. We serve a God that says, I'm so wonderful. I'll keep you alive in the fire and you won't even come out with a stench smelling like the fire. Praise God. Oh, we serve a God that is so wonderful that a devil said, these kids have sinned against you. No way you can let them into your presence. And God says, I'm a God of wonder. I will send my only begotten son to go down and die on the cross for them so that they can enter into relationship with me. Paul says, before I step out and do a purpose that saves the world, I got a purpose myself in knowing how wonderful my God is. I got to know how wonderful my God is. Oh, he's wonderful. He's a wonder. C.C. Wanda said, he's a wonder. He's a wonder. He's a mighty God. And what that means, when I don't know where my salvation is coming from, when I don't know where my victory is coming from, my God is a wonder, and he will make it happen for me. Oh, you ought to be shouting hallelujah. Praise God. You ought to dance. You ought to get your press back. Praise God. Because you serve a God that is a wonder. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. He's a wonder. No, you don't got to shut it down. Praise God. No, you don't got to give up. No, you don't have to throw in the towel. No, you don't have to do any of those things. What you have to do is learn that your God is a wonder. Mm. 
Oh, take time and let that sink in. He's a wonder, praise God. God, we thank you for being a wonder, hallelujah. We thank you that you're working on our behalf when we can't see it, hallelujah. We're not going to give up, God. We're not going to give in, God. We're not going to lose our press, God, because we know we purpose, we desire our determined purpose before we try to reach the world is to come to the realization, the understanding, hallelujah, that you are a God of wonder and you will do something when no one else can do it and you will make something exist when it doesn't exist because you love us hallelujah, hallelujah. you ought to say god loves me and he will make it exist even when it doesn't exist in jesus name hallelujah hallelujah, hallelujah. amen hallelujah. glory to god hallelujah. paul says in verse 10 i am determined it is my determined purpose that i understand the wonders of his person. Watch this. More strongly and more clearly. Come on. Hallelujah. He said, I want to know his wonders more strongly and I want to know his wonders more clearly. Mm. That I may in the same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection. Mm. He said, I mm. need to know God like this mm. so I can know the power that is outflowing from Jesus's resurrection. There is a power that is outflowing and exudes through you because he got up. That's why I refuse to call it Easter Sunday. No, it's resurrection Sunday. I'm not going to give a bunny that is talking about fertility, some sort of glory. My God got up. Jesus got up. And because he got up, there's a power that has been endowed in the inside of me that now exudes out of me when I, when I step into doing what he has called me to do. And if I won't understand that power until I, I, I make it my purpose to become more acquainted and more deeply knowing who his wonders are. Sorry, I said that kind of wrong. I won't know that power until I become more acquainted with his wonders. Right. Amen. And that power is flowing through me. And that power is flowing through you. Bible says like this, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead in Ephesians chapter one, he said that same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that lives on the inside of you. Now I'm going to do a, a message sometime soon about that scripture, <clears throat> excuse me, because we, we say it a lot, but we don't truly understand what has to happen for someone to be raised from the dead. And a lot of it has to do with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's, there's nine of them with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gift of faith, uh, the gift of healing. Uh, and these gifts have to work together for that to come up. So when we say that same power that rose Jesus from the dead, is inside of us. I want us to truly know what that power is. So that's Amen. coming up. Praise God. We're going to do a, a in deep study or in depth study on that. So we know what kind of power is on the inside of us. Praise God. And I'm going to tell you this, just, just our, our, our power, that kind of power can, uh, can cancel out cancer. That kind of power can cancel out sugar, diabetes, or sh or diabetes. Uh, that kind of power can cancel out high blood pressure. That kind of power can, can cancel out any kind of disease, AIDS, HIV, 
alopecia, that kind of power can cause you to turn your, your financial status Amen. around. Amen. That kind of power can take you from the slums of the Amen. ghetto into the, 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 the hills of Beverly Hills, praise God. That kind of power can make dreams come yes. true, praise God. That kind of power can make an exceeding <laughs> abundantly uh, uh, unto you, uh, uh, God's blessing unto you if you just rely on that kind of power. Let's keep going because boy, I stay on verse 10 the rest of the day. Let me tell you, verse 10 is so good. Y'all don't even understand it. Well, maybe you do. I'm teaching it to you. Then he says this in verse 11. That if possible, I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out of out from among the dead, even while in this, this body. Mm. So Paul says, my determined purpose in knowing all this stuff in verse 10 is for two reasons. That I may attain the spiritual and moral resurrection. Come on. I want to start right there because that's a lot. Right? So Paul says, I want to attain this spiritual resurrection. We know what this spiritual resurrection is. That's when I accept Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. And the Bible says it in, in I believe it's uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 12, that, uh, 17, excuse me, that he makes me now a brand new creation or institution when you look that word up in the Greek, an uh, institution, right? So that's the spiritual resurrection. But Paul goes further and he says, not only do I want to be resurrected spiritually, but I also want to be resurrected morally. Mm. I'm going to say that one more time. Paul says, not only do I want to be resurrected spiritually, I want to be resurrected morally. Now let's talk about this moral, this moral resurrection, because I think it's worth us stopping for a moment and putting some time into it. You want to read the definition of moral or morals? Morals. Morals refers to what society sanctions as right and acceptable. Most people tend to act morally and follow social social guidelines or societal guidelines. Morality often requires that people sacrifice their own short-term interests for the benefit of society. So Paul says here that I need to be morally resurrected. So he's saying that I was taught certain things and certain morals to have in life. And according to the definition here, morals refer refers to what society sanctions as right and acceptable. Mm -hmm. And Paul says, I don't want to have the morals of society uh, that what society thinks is right and acceptable. I need you to resurrect my morals, praise God, in this godly knowing who you are as a wonder. Meaning this. When someone asks me a difficult question, I don't have to lie about it. When someone asks me something that I don't want to answer, I don't have to lie about it or make something up. See, the world says, get out of whatever you try, whatever pain or hurt that you that somebody's trying to accuse you of by making or telling a white lie as if that's better. <laughs> a lie is a lie, right? <laughs> so we'll say, no, you know, I. It, I did this, 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 and it's not the truth. And the world said, oh, you were just trying to save face. So that's all right. That's cool. And the Bible says that I want to be resurrected from that spirit. Right, come on. Mm -hmm. The world says 
start a business with somebody and then try to backhand take the business over from them. It's their fault if they're not aware of their business. And let me take something from the back end that they'll never notice until I can work them completely out the business and I own it all. That's what the world says. What does that sound like? That sounds like the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the enemy does. But the world says it's okay. All right, come on. The world says it's okay. Watch this. The world says that when I quote a job and it looks like I gave the wrong quote, that now I got to go back to the client and say, I need to reconsider this quote and get more money back from you because I didn't quote it right the first time. And some of y'all are like, well, that's the right thing to do. Like, <laughs> but the Bible says I need to resurrect my morals. I quoted a job at this price. And if, if, it, if the job becomes more then I just got to take that bullet. Biblical morals. Sacrifice. Oh, here's a big one. My brother in Christ did me wrong, so I'm going to sue him. The world says it's okay. But the Bible says, don't you sue your brother in Christ. Don't you sue your sister in Christ. Don't you even take them to court. The Bible says, instead of going to court, go get somebody and go back to them. Then if that doesn't work, go get the elders of the church and go back to them. And if that doesn't work, go get the pastor himself and go back to them. But instead, we want to run the civil court. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I know it, y'all. It's tight, but it's right. Oh, my God. Ease these more. The world says when, when, when a homeless person asks you for money, you're supposed to in, in, investigate and inter interrogate them to see what they're going to do with that money. Are you going to buy drugs with that money? Are you going to buy a beer with that money? Are you going to actually spend it on food? But the Bible says in Matthew chapter five, if any homeless person asks you for money, give it to them. Amen. <laughs> they cry. They cry. Y'all type amen in the chat. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible or the world says when somebody comes at you to take your stuff or slaps you in the face, you 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 boss up and you beat them down. The Bible says when somebody comes and takes your cloak, give it them. Not only give them your cloak, give them your pants, give them your shirt, give them everything else. The Bible also says if somebody slaps you or does you wrong on one side of the face, just turn the other cheek. God resurrect my morals. Mm. Mm. Paul says the only way I can make a statement like that is if I know that he's a wonderful God and that he works wonders. Yes. Lord. Ooh, I don't know about y'all, but when I was studying this, that thing just hit me in my heart. I, I got so much conviction because I say, God, man, I'm so sorry because it, if I would have understood that you are a God of wonder and that you are working out anyway, no matter what, who says what or, yes. or who does what, then I would have never did that morally and I would have never messed up that relationship and now they don't even want to deal with me. God, I'm sorry. I should have let them, it looked like they were winning and I had this person, I'm like, I don't want you to look like you win. I'm going to make sure you know you lost this. You lost this against me. And God said that wasn't what you're supposed to do. Not only did you lose a, a friendship, but you also lost your witness right. and now that person is never going to trust the God in the inside of you when right. you could have just said, God, you handle it and trust that I'm a wonder uh -huh. and that I'm going to work it out in your life and let your morals be resurrected from the grave or from these earthly morals so that you could have had a brother and you would have never lost your witness and that person would have came back and did right by you. Amen. 
Come on. Ah, God, resurrect my morals. The only way you can resurrect my, my morals is by me determining that my sole purpose in life is to understand that you are a wonder. Resurrect, resurrect my morals, God. Resurrect my morals, God. Resurrect my morals, God. When I want to fight and give a piece of my mind, help me keep my mouth closed. Mm. Hallelujah. When I want to break up with business, help me, Lord God, to, to, to keep calm and not show myself or show my tail or show my attitude because I know you are a wonder, Lord God. Hallelujah. When I want to go and come to fisticuff, Lord, help me to resurrect my morals to just pray for my enemy because the, the world says, screw your enemy over. But the Bible says, pray for him. Amen. Pray for them. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, let me pray for my enemy, Lord God, and let me bless them. Hallelujah. The world says, don't do anything to them. Don't give them nothing. But the Bible says, go get them. Treat them to lunch so you can reap re heats of fire or coals of fire upon their head. Ah. Oh, my God. Help me, Lord. Resurrect my morals, God. Maybe this is why stuff hasn't been working for me. Help us. Maybe this is why it's been so hard in my life. Maybe this is why I get so far and then I hit a wall. Maybe this is why there's always a blockade in front of me because my morals aren't right. Come on. And I learned a long time ago that God can never take you where your character can't keep you. Amen. That's the truth. Mm. Amen. Some of you guys, I said a couple of weeks ago, some of you guys that was supposed to be millionaires years ago. And I don't say this or prophesy this just to be prophesying to make you feel good. I'm saying what I saw God say to me and what he what he showed me. Some of you all were supposed to be millionaires years ago, but your morals weren't right. Your character wasn't right. And God said, I can't bless you. And I'm, I'm talking to myself, too. Remember, I told you last week, I'm preaching to myself with this one. Your morals weren't right. God, today, your prayer should be, God, help me resurrect my morals. Come on. When I get mad and pissed off, I'm just going to take me a little swig and get drunk and call it whatever. The Bible clearly says, be sober-minded. Don't be drinking until you drunk. But it helps me. It helps me get clear my head. It helps me. You forget about the pain for temporarily. It helps me. And the Bible said that's not what's going to help you get rid of the pain or forget about the pain. What's going to help you is casting your cares upon me because I care for you. Learn how to pray, praise God. Learn how to, instead of running to some, some intoxicating substance, learn how to put down the alcohol. Learn how to put down the weed and the drugs and say, God, I lift this up to you. Excuse me. Amen. God, I lift this problem up to you. But it's hard to do that. Instead of reverting to the cussing them out, and I'm going to give you a piece of my mind, and oh, I'm just going to cut you off completely and destroy bridges. Remember, the Bible says this, we are many members, but we are still one body. When your finger hurt, do you cut it off? When your ankle hurt, do you cut it off or do you do everything inside of you to nurse that finger or that ankle back? You go get a bag of ice. You ice it. You try to stretch it. You warm it up. 
you you warm up the, 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 the muscles so you can stress the finger. And if that doesn't work, then you go to the doctor and you say, doctor, I don't know what it is, but my finger is hurting. And the doctor takes, it takes x-rays and says, oh, you have a fracture. He gets your finger and, and cracks it back into place and puts a, a cast around it. And you just don't go around banging that cast up against the, the wall and stuff, but you take care of it. You, right. you make sure it doesn't get wet. You make sure no water gets underneath there. You make sure you take care of it. Why? Because it is a member of your body. But when it comes down to the body of Christ, we don't want to do that. And we don't want to do it because our morals are aligned with the world. And the Bible is saying today, I'm saying today, God is saying today, align and let your morals be resurrected to God himself and align your morals up to what God is saying. Because we are many members, but we're still one body. Stop cutting off your toes. Stop cutting off your shoulders. Stop cutting off your, your ankles, whatever it is, your kneecaps. Stop cutting it off and align your morals to God himself. That is your brother. That is your sister. And Paul says, I don't want to go out here and try to affect the world until I, until I have got this part in me down pat. Amen. You're taking notes. Won't you just read to it? Go ahead, because I, I know you got something to say. Go ahead. I wrote down that the world deals and operates in short-term interests. And this is what we're talking about. Morality often requires that people sacrifice their own short-term interests. And I was just sitting here thinking about how that aligns to how the world is. Everything is so right now. They want We want it now. We don't want to wait. But God deals with things over time. Remember, his time is different. He deals with things over time and there's a process, but some of us don't want to walk through and go through the process. We want to microwave everything. So we have to be cognizant and think twice about this whole short term satisfaction that it seems like we're so fixated on and allow God to take us through a process so that he can do a work in us so that we can benefit. It says that we can benefit society so we can benefit not just ourselves, our families, those that are called to our voice so we can benefit these people and not stand in the way. Because if we're in the way, that means we're a breach. We're a breach. We're a breach to what God is trying to do. We're a breach to what we've said that we've given a yes to. We're in the way. So we got to check ourselves. Amen. Couldn't have said it better. Now, I know you say, well, Pastor, that's so hard. Sometimes my emotions get the best of me. My feelings get the best of me. Well, look, let's look at what Paul said in verse 12. He says, not that I have attained this ideal. So Paul is saying, this is what I am working towards. I haven't attained it yet. But look at this, what he says, or have I already been made perfect? Right. Come on. He said, I, I, this is a lot what I just said. It's a mouthful what I just said. And I know some of you guys in the church of, of, of Philippi are like, yo, that's that's tough. That's hard. How can I do that? How can I learn how to but my morals to be resurrected? How can I understand his wonders? And Paul said, listen, let me let me let me be vulnerable to you right now. Let me be transparent with you all here at Philippi. I haven't attained this yet myself. Come on. Come on. I haven't attained it yet myself. I haven't been made perfect in this myself. But amen amen mm -hmm. oh he says but i press amen. i press on to lay hold of to grasp and make my own that for which christ jesus the messiah has laid hold of me and made me 
His own. Come on. Paul says, let me read it to you out of the Amplif out of out of King James Version. He says, Yeah, brethren, I count not myself. Oh, let's start at verse 12. He said, Not as though I've already attained, neither were I made perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ. Verse 13, brethren, I count not myself as apprehended, but one thing I do is forgetting those things which are behind and I reach forth for those things that are before. Oh my God. That's good. Hallelujah. Paul says here, I ain't made it. I'm not perfect. I ain't got this. This ideal of understanding and trying to live perfect and living my life like this, I haven't even accomplished yet. But one thing I do is I press towards it. And right. the way I press is by this. I forget those things that are behind. Mm -hmm. Uh, yesterday, I had an opportunity as we bring this to a close. I can't believe it's already 12 11. I'm like, where did time go? Mm. My goodness. As I bring this to a close, yesterday I had an opportunity to speak with a pastor in Miami, Florida. And he called me and he was talking to me. I literally sat quiet on the phone for about an hour and a half, just quiet, listening to him just get everything out. And he started crying on the phone. And he's like, I know I'm called to ministry and this and this and that, but it, it, it used to be this and it used to be that and it used to be this and it used to be that. And I was able to do this and I was able to do that. And I just let him get it all out. And when he was done, he said, what do you think, Pat, Pat or Apostle Joshua, what do you think? And I said, you are too wrapped up in your losses and you are too wrapped up in your victories. Mm. I said, the reason why it's become hard for you to press forward and to move forward in ministry is you caught up on what it used to be. You caught up, amen. Say that in the microphone. I said, yes, Lord, the glory days. The glory days. Mm -hmm. And I said, in order for you to see God move in your life in the future, you have to forget what has happened in the past. And Paul says it right here. The way I'm able to attain this and keep moving forward is I forget. Now, we tend, when we hear this verse, we tend to think, oh, I forget all the negatives. But Paul is saying, not only do I forget the negatives, but I also forget the positive. I forget that I'm well-educated. I forget that I graduated top of my class. I forget all these victories that I have. Have you ever met that person that said, man, in high school, I was the best football player ever? They're stuck in high school. And if you look at their life today, it don't look like anything because they're stuck living in high school. I was a team captain. I was the best football player ever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. And there it is. I forget. Oh, excuse me. I don't know if y'all heard that. <laughs> I forget. And we are in a, a society that will will teach you, don't forget all your accolades. Matter of fact, hang them on the wall. And God is like, yo, I'm trying to move you past this, but because you keep stuck on God, it used to be like this. You can't see the new that I'm doing. Do you know when you're building a house, you can't be looking at what the land looks like when you take it over? Right? For example, I can go get an acre, uh, acre lot that's full of trees. And somebody will say, yo, man, why are you even going to make that investment when you got a house that's beautiful already? Just stay here. But God told me to go get that acre lot. 
See, they can't see what they what could be on that acre lot because they're stuck looking at what I'm living in now. And a lot of stuff, a lot of people that's listening online and that will hear this later on on Facebook and social media, you can't see what God wants to do in your life because you're so infatuated with what you got right now. Or if you're not infatuated with it, you're, you're pissed off about it. God, you ain't done this. You ain't done that. You haven't done this. You haven't come through. You didn't keep your word. And because you keep reminding yourself of that, you're stuck and God keeps moving. And that is how you end up two, three, four, five, ten 10 years behind where you're supposed to be because you are steady looking at the past, whether it's victories or Thank it's defeat. You. Thank you. Yeah. Amen. And Paul says, the only way I can attain this great life is by forgetting Mm -hmm. those things which are behind me. Amen. Not those bad things, not those good things. He said just those things, whatever it is. Amen. I tell you right now, if I was to be stuck in the past, launch church would never be here. We had a church before. We had word of life. And it was very prosperous. And because we started going through in our relationship, we shut the church down. And I could, when God told me to open this church back up again, I could have said, but God, what if Vaughn is not ready? What if we, what if the relationship goes back to this? What if we get back to arguing again? What if this and, and what if that? And if that was the case or the stance I took, you all wouldn't even be on this camera right now. We wouldn't be traveling around the world ministering as much as we do. But I had to forget that which was in the past. It's some business relationships that are supposed to be in works with each other. But you, you guys keep going back to the past and it's keeping you all apart. Oh, I'm preaching good. Golly, I saw, I'm preaching better than they saying amen. May, may couch, the rocks don't cry out yet. They're getting it. I see them typing it in the, in the chat. Amen. Come on. I have to forget. I have to forget. And trust me, I understand some of you guys, y'all can remember things like yesterday. I'm one of them. I can tell you from 20 years ago what a person was wearing in a situation, what the, the, the air smelled like, where we were at, what time it was. My mind is just that sharp. Hey, I've had people call me elephant mind, elephant brain. Why don't you ever forget stuff? Can you just let stuff go? But I had to work myself and teach myself how to forget the past because the past will keep me in the past and I will never be able to move Amen. forward. And Paul says this, though I've gotten awards, Though I've gotten great education, even though I've gotten a divorce, because Paul was married before, even though I've gotten a divorce, even though I got all this stuff, I have to forget all the good and I have to forget all the bad. If I'm trying to attain this idea of God, know, of knowing God more deeply, progressively every single day so that I can press towards my mark, Amen. because the goal is to get the mark. The goal Amen. is to get the prize. And if I'm stuck in the bat, the past, I can never get the prize. And Paul says, I'll do whatever is necessary to attain that prize. Now, the question is, are you willing to do what is necessary to attain that prize? Are you willing to do what is necessary to hit the mark? Are you willing to do what is necessary to attain the goal? Yes. 
If you are willing to do it, the first place to start is by forgetting what's behind you. I know that's a lot, and I'm going to stop it right there because I know that's a tough pill to swallow because some of you all have been molested. Some of you all have been raped. Some of you all grew up in bad homes. Some of you all lost your parents at a very early age, and you, you just were dealt a bad hand. And I understand it, and I sympathize with you. But Paul is saying here, even through all of that, you have to forget it and let it go. You want a husband, but you don't know how to trust men because of what you've gone through in your past. You want a wife, but you don't know how to trust women because of what you've gone through in your past. Because you might have went through a bad divorce. And the Bible is saying here, I got to forget it. As bad as I want to stay connected to it, and it's as bad as people will say, girl, you got to learn from that, man. You got to learn from that. Don't, don't, don't put yourself in that situation again. The Bible says I have to forget that and I got to move forward. And I got to trust that my God is a wonder. And he is working even though I can't see it. He is working even though I can't feel it. He never stops. He never stops working on my behalf. Now I press. This week, I know this week is going to be a press for everybody on this, on this live, including us. Question are, are you going to forget the past and press? Or are you going to remember the past and stay right where you are? Your assignment this week, press. I don't care if you got to tear up everything in your house. I don't care if you got to release all the tears that you need to release and cry for two or three days. You press. You forget. If you got to go into meditation, I taught you about that some time ago. If you got to meditate and release those emotions and release those feelings. If you got to make a phone call and say, hey, I'm sorry. If you got to make a phone call and say, please forgive me. Whatever you got to do, you press this week by forgetting that which is behind you. Will you commit this week to pressing forward by forgetting your past? That is my challenge to you all this week. Press, man. Press. Press. Mm. Press. 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 Yeah, you failed. But forget it. Yeah, you messed up. Forget it. Yeah, they did you wrong. Forget it. <laughs> yeah, you lost money. Forget it. Impressed. Impressed. This is real. You want to win in life? This is it right here. There's no special seven steps. No special stuff like that. Church wants you to believe you got seven steps to success. There ain't no seven steps to success until you know that the God you serve is a wonder Come and on. you're able to forget what stuff, what has happened to you. My life ain't been perfect. I don't understand everything in my life. 
we just had Lauren, you guys know Lauren graduated last uh, Thursday. And I was saying some stuff that my parents did. And my and my wife was like, no, that that's not that that's not how it should have happened <laughs> when I graduated from college. They said, no, you should. And I'm like, no, but that's all I know. And I, you know, I break that. You need to forget that. Some of you guys are living your life based upon what your parents taught you. And I and, and I know you love them and I know they they raised you, but your parents didn't have it all right. Amen. I promise you they didn't. As much as my parents love God, they were pastors. They're pastors in Miami. They know that. They love God. They didn't have it all right. And some stuff that they taught me was self and not God. I'll give you an example. My dad taught me many, many years ago, if anybody white kicks you, you kick them back. If anybody black kicks you, you stop and talk and say, hey, brother, why are we fighting? It seems like good advice, but it wasn't right. It's not right. I got to forget that stuff. Because why? Right now, I'm being called upon by a sea of white people. And if I had that mentality going in there, I wouldn't be in the mayor's office. I wouldn't be in the, the sheriff's office. I wouldn't be in these GOP meetings. I wouldn't get that, able to sit down and talk with city council members and share what I think that will make this city better because I would have been raised up in a racist mindset looking for them to kick me so I could kick them back, whether that be, whether that be physical or emotional. And it's not that my dad was doing that to be racist. It's just what his dad taught him. And some of us are in these things. And we got to learn how to forget it. You got to forget as much as you love what your mom taught you, what your grandma taught you, what your dad taught you. If it's not God, you got to forget it. Amen. Why? Because it's affecting your press in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even in your marriage, you got to forget it. You didn't like what she did to you. You didn't like how he spoke to you. You got to forget it because it affects your press. I don't know about you. I'm tired of my press being affected. We got to move forward. Amen. In Jesus name. Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to stop right there. We'll pick back up on next week about what it means, the fear of starting over and, and, and reopening these doors and how to do it the right way in Jesus' name. You got anything you'd like to add before we close this thing out? Hallelujah. I want to keep going, but I hear Holy Spirit say, stop right there. I gave you guys enough to think about this week and to act on this week. And I'm going to be obedient in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for this word. We thank you, Lord, that this word has fallen on good ground, Lord God. I thank you for those that are watching, Lord God, will take this word and apply it to their lives and that they will get their press back in Jesus name. I thank you, Lord, that things that may have happened in their past, they will let it go. Praise God. And they will move forward in Jesus name. And I declare decree and declare that every person under the sound of my voice, when the enemy tries to come in this week, that my God will come running like a flood to raise up a standard against the enemy so that they can continue to press. I break down right now in Jesus' name, every single wall, every single blockade that will try to come up against them. And I decree and declare victory over every person on this live in Jesus' name. Victory in their personal lives. Victory in their business lives. Victory in their 
professional lives, whatever they do, victory, victory, victory is their name in Jesus' name. And I declare that this week, Lord God, that they will begin to understand, not just they, we, let me include myself, we will begin to understand that you are a God of wonder in Jesus' name and that you are working, whether we can feel it, whether we can see it, you are working on our behalf and all you require us to do is press. So we are going to press Lord God, by forgetting what is behind us and moving towards you, Lord God, every single day, we let it go. Even if it hurts us, we let it go. Even if it puts tears in our eyes, we let it go. Even if we're mad and angry, we let it go, Lord God, so that we can move towards you and get all that you have for us in Jesus' name. We press, Lord God. Hallelujah. We press in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. If you agree with that, go ahead and say amen in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm excited, you guys. I'm fired up. I'm pressing this week. You ought to be pressing this week as well. Praise God. I am I mean, I'm literally, y'all, it, it's taking everything inside of me not to get up and run around this house because I understand the press. I know it's tough. If I got to press, I know how the, the, the thing works. When the head is pressing, that means the body got to press. So y'all got to press, and it's going to take your press by forgetting what is behind you. I'm forgetting all the no's, praise God. I'm forgetting all that your, your debt to income ratio is too much. I'm forgetting all of that. And this week I'm pressing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, Father, I love you. Oh, glory. I got, baby, you take over because I'm going to keep talking. Hallelujah. I hear God say, forget the failures. Forget every failure and focus on success. Rest in him and trust him, but forget the failures. It's a trick of the enemy to want you to recall and go back to and rehearse the failures. Don't be duped by the enemy. It's a trick to keep you delayed, to get you off course, to get you off the path of where God has for you. It is a trick. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Can we just for 30 seconds just pray in the Holy Spirit? Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is why we got to get together. I, 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 I just, I, I feel led to anoint everybody. Let me just lay my hand on the screen. Pull their names up for me. I don't know how to do it. Pull their names up for me. Yeah, hallelujah. I lay hands right now, Lord God, on Chef Love. I lay hands, praise God, on Christopher King, Lord God. I lay hands on Felisa, Lord God. I don't know who iPhone is, but your mom, I lay hands on, on Stephen's family, Lord God. I lay hands on, on Jesus Loves Me. I don't know who that is. 
but I lay hands on you on Cassandra Stanfield. I lay hands on Monet. I lay hands on Phyllis. Praise God. I lay hand on, on Regina. Praise God in Jesus name. Lord, let the anointing flow. There is no distance in the spirit, Lord God. So let the anointing flow right now in Jesus name. Let the anointing flow in their lives. Give them the strength, Lord God. I lay hands even on Shayshaw right now. I see in Jesus name. I lay hands right now, Lord God. Let the anointing flow in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Let it flow into their lives. Give them the energy, Lord God, the strength, the boldness, Lord God, the character that is needed to press forth in Jesus' name. I even pray, Lord God, you keep bringing Monet to my, 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 my spirit, my mind. I pray for her right now. I don't know what it is, but I pray that you give her the strength, Lord God, re-strengthen her. Give her the strength, Lord God, to start afresh, to start over. I, I, I feel like like what I'm feeling is like, man, I'm just tired. Like I'm so tired of fighting. I'm, I'm tired of fighting. I just want it to work. God, give her the strength right now in Jesus' name. As I physically touch her name on this screen, Lord God, give her the strength to fight, Lord God, to persevere, Lord God, to press forward, Lord God. In Jesus' name, I decree and declare, give her the strength to press, Lord God, to press in Jesus' name, to forget about what's going on, to forget about how fatigued she may be, and just press in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you for it in Jesus' name, Lord God. Bless your daughter, Monet. Bless your daughter, Monet, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I even pray for Jesus loves me. I don't know who you are. Praise God. But I declare right now strength over you as well in Jesus' name. Strength over you as well right now in the name of Jesus. I declare and the energy that you need, the wisdom that you need to make the right decisions, not just good decisions, but God decisions in Jesus name. I declare strength right now in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Strength in Jesus name. Strength in Jesus name. Invade all of their households, Lord God whether they're in this city or not, invade their households, Father, and let strength invade their household so that they feel that they can press. Let the husband, even the marriage, I pray for Christopher King and his wife right now in Jesus' name, that even that they strengthen their marriage for them to come together as one in Jesus' name so that they can fight together as one. There is power. If one, if ten, if, if, if one can put a flight 10,000, guess what two can put a flight? Hallelujah. So I decree and declare strength over this marriage. I pray, Lord God, that they come together, that they begin to pray together. They begin to put goals on the paper together and that they take the territory, the territory back. Hallelujah. That the enemy tried to snatch from them years ago. I hear about five years ago, the enemy tried to snatch territory from you guys. I decree and declare that you guys take it back together as a couple. God has called you two to be in Jesus name. Take that land back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take it back. The business ventures that didn't start because of the arguments, the the, the, the ideas that didn't come to pass because of the arguments, I decree and declare right now in Jesus' name 
that it all comes back right now, 100 fold return unto you that it, that God will restore the, what the canker worm and the earthworm has eaten. Joel 227 should be your verse for this week. I keep hearing it. Joel 227, that God will restore that all that you guys have lost over the years, Lord God, and he will give it back to this, this couple because this couple is called to be great. This couple is called to have a, a, a name in this world. This couple is called to do great things for God. So I pray, bring it back up. Bring it back up for me, Vonda. Bring it back up for me. I pray right now, and G, thank you. I pray right now, Lord, that even as I lay my hands on Christopher King's name right now, Lord God, that you will infuse his heart, infuse his wife's heart, Malika, Lord God, and that they, the kings, will be exactly what their name says, that they will become kings Hallelujah. in this land, queens uh, in this land, and that people will run to them and ask them for advice and how you did this and how you came out of that and how did you make this work? I just see people sitting at your feet, eating from your table, having you guys to minister and talk to them. God infuse them with the power to do it in Jesus' name. I got Infuse them, Lord God, with the power to do it right now in Jesus' name. Name. Infuse them, Lord God. Hallelujah. Even for Chef Love, for Katina Tucker, Lord God, and Lynn Tucker, Lord God. I pray for them and their marriage, Lord God. Infuse them with power, Lord God. Infuse them with power, Lord God, with strength, Lord God. Give their minds peace, Lord God. Give their minds, Lord God, a wellness, a calmness, Lord God. I know it's been tough the last couple of years, but Lord God, I decree and declare over them that time, their time has changed Hallelujah. in Jesus' name. Lord God, I pray that the peace that passed is all understanding invades their hearts, invades their minds in Jesus' name, Lord God, and that they will know that what you do is only you, Lord God, that even their relationship will come even closer together, even though they are close together, Lord God. I decree and declare, Lord God. I decree and declare. I'm out of eliminator. I'm sorry. Where's she at? There you go. I might have kicked you out, but I brought you back. Hallelujah. I'm, I decree and declare, Lord God, that the peace that passes all understanding will evade their hearts, invade their minds and they will become close even though they're close now i declare a closeness like never before before i declare lord god that they know what each other is thinking that they're able to finish each other's sentences i know i'm sorry they're able to finish each other's sentences right now in jesus name i pray for it right now father god that you will bless this family that you will bless this family 100 fold lord god that you will bless their endeavors you will bless their businesses you will bless them lord god i even see right now in Jesus name I see I see you guys teaching and talking people on how to start businesses as a couple and how to make it work. I see it right now in the spirit. I see Lynn, I, Lynn, I see you talking saying, yeah, it's tough, but you got to know how to support your wife, even though hallelujah, it seems like it's not working. I see you talking to men, Lynn teaching them how to not take over a business, but how to be supportive of a business. I see you talking to men. I see you as a couple talking to other couples that are struggling in business on how to make right partnerships on what to do and how to do it and how not to let it affect your relationship, but how to keep business business and still remain and have the love remain between the relationship. I see it. Let it be so in Jesus name. Let the couples run to their feet in Jesus name. I even see a couple coming to you next week. I see 
see a, a couple coming to you next week, and it's going to no, – did I kick her out again? I don't know if I kicked her out again. I'm sorry. I might have kicked her out again. I'm touching the phone. It's okay, but, Lord, hallelujah. I'll talk to you later about it, Chef Love, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. God, we bless you. We honor you, and we praise you. We lift you up in Jesus' name. I, I might have kicked her out with my touch, – touching the hand on the, on, the, on the screen. That's why we got to get here in person, in Jesus' name. I bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. She received it in Jesus' name. I bless you, Lord, for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord God. Can you pull the names back up? Let me see if God's saying anything else. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God, Lord God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. There she go. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for Chef Love even coming back. Katina Tucker coming back, Lord God. I call those prayers to pass in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Lord God, we love you and we thank you. I'm sorry, Chef, for keep kicking you. It's because I'm touching you. I want to physically lay a, a hand on you guys in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I even pray for, for my friend, Felisa. Lord God, I thank you for her, Lord God, and her heart to do right, Lord God. I pray right now for her, Father God, and her and what she has, her desires in Jesus' name. I decree and declare that you give her the desires of her heart, Lord God. I decree and declare health and healness and wellness all over her body in Jesus' name. I talk to every organ. I talk to every tissue, every muscle in her body, every red blood cell, every white blood cell, every vein that is coursing through her body right now. And I command you to to the word of God in Jesus' name. To the word of God. Function and operate the way God intended you to operate in Jesus' name. I speak 100% health and wholeness over her body right now. We In Jesus' name, I declare that you will amaze the doctors in Jesus' name, Lord God. I decree and declare it right now. Strength like never before. Hallelujah. Power like never before in Jesus' name. Lord God, I thank you for Felisa. And I thank you, Lord God, that you are going to show yourself mighty. Show yourself to be a wonder in her her life. Hallelujah. Have the doctors wondering. I don't know how you did this. I don't know how this is operating. I don't know where, where you're getting the strength for this, but praise God, we don't understand it, but God must be a God that loves you, and there must be a God that is fighting for you because he is doing great things in your body. In Jesus' name, I declare that body to line up in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I declare it right now in Jesus' name. I even pray for a granddaughter, Feliciana, in Jesus' name. Lord God, you know how much love I have for that little girl, Lord God. I know the calling on her. Lord God, and I declare that she will, you will begin to develop that passion for you, Jesus. She'll begin to ask questions about you, Lord God. She'll begin to, to, to wonder and ponder about you, Lord God, that will send her into research, Lord God, on who you are and what you mean to her. I thank you for Feliciana, Lord God, and I thank you that you are changing her life at a young age so that she can be effective for you in, a, in, in her older age. I see her behind pulpits teaching. I see her behind pulpits laying hands on people. I see her behind behind pulpit speaking the word of God saying thus saith the Lord and I see her mother and her grandmother standing in amazement hallelujah that look at what my daughter turned into look at the anointing on her life in Jesus name I call it so right now in Jesus name let it come to pass right now in Jesus name I decree and declare right now in Jesus name Lord God I even pray for Cassandra right now Lord God I thank you for her willingness Lord God to be here Father God I thank you that you are giving her witty inventions, witty ideas. I see, I see you, I see you make coming up with an idea that changes your life and changes your family life. You know, as a matter of fact, I already see, I see there's an idea you already have. 
but you don't know where quite where to start with it. Hallelujah. But that idea that you have is not just something to play with. Be careful. I hear the Lord saying, be careful with who you tell the idea to, because they are out to take it from you. Because the idea is a multi-million dollar idea, and it's going to change your family's life, and it's going to change your, your kid's life in Jesus. And it's going to actually, actually become a business for the family. And so whatever it is, don't doubt it, but do the necessary things to protect it in Jesus' name. And I keep hearing that you know what it is already. You can confirm it in the chat if you if you want to, but I hear that you know what it is already. God has already been speaking it to you already, and he says, protect it in Jesus' name. Protect it in Jesus' name. Protect it in Jesus' name. Whatever that ideal is, protect it in Jesus' name, because it is going to change your family in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. And I just thank you for my friend, Lord God, Regina, Lord God. I love that family. I thank you for her husband, Nate. Lord, I pray for, for his hip, Lord God. Yes, I thank God. you that that hip is, is lining up to the word of God as well. In Jesus' name, Lord God. That hip is lining up and he has full function and move, movability of that hip in Jesus' name, Lord God. I decree and declare it so right now by the precious blood of Jesus Christ that the pain dissipates. Hallelujah. The pain goes away. Hallelujah. And it is a testimony for him in Jesus' name, in his wife, in Jesus' name, and that he will begin to even outrun his wife. And she thinks she's busy and she can run from this place to this place, but he's going to come to say, baby, let's go. Baby, let's do this. And baby, let's do that. In Jesus' name, I decreed and declared over his life in Jesus' name. In my friend Phyllis, Lord God, I thank you for her. Bless her, Lord God. Bless her vocals, Lord God. Bless this woman of God. You have given her a word. I thank you, Lord God, that doors and venues will begin to open up even more to, to call her out to speak and to sing in Jesus' name, Lord God. And not just to do it for free, but to actually compensate her for the talent you have given her in Jesus' name. I decree and I declare it right now by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Let it be so. And Jesus, I even pray for my wife in Jesus' name, Lord God. Give her what she needs to get through this week, Lord God. Let peace invade her life, Lord God. Let peace invade her heart, Lord God. Give her wisdom, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, that each and every person, including my wife, will have a supreme advantage this week going into this week. In Jesus' name, I pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Sorry, God, there was, there was an anointing in the building in Jesus' name. And I just wanted to say that. Hallelujah. Amen. In Jesus' name. Father, we just thank you for that. If you uh, care to give, hallelujah, uh, we would love for you to give online. Praise God. You can text launch to the to 188-364-GIVE, 188-364-GIVE, or you can go to our website or our app. You can download our app and you can just click the tab, give. Whatever you give, praise God, is awesome. Uh, we have started a fundraiser to raise the money to go ahead and get a uh, to get the building we want. There is a particular building I have my eye on, off of Bay Meadows and um, really off of off of Phillips Highway, um, and Bay Meadows, and then Phillips Highway and Southside. And instead of trying to just you know hope and pray, we're going to take some action and and build towards getting those buildings in Jesus' name. So if you are able to give, please by all means give. Um, again, I always say there's no pressure. You have to do what God tells you to do um, and, and just obey his will. And I believe that there will be a 30, 60 or 100 fold return back unto you. And gee, there's such a sweet anointing in this building, in this place, y'all. I don't know if y'all can feel it through the screen. There's an anointing in here 
that is so heavy. It is so, so heavy. Oh my God. But if you can give, thank you. Um, also, if, if you all could, uh, if you have a social media, a Facebook or whatnot, uh, if you're willing to, um, we have a, a nice post out there on our Facebook page about us building. Um, I took time to write something out. Um, if you want to share that post to your page, it says, I will build my church. Um, if, we want, if you want to share that post to your page, that will really help us out because there are people out there that will give just because they see it's a good cause. Um, if you can help us out that way, that would be absolutely awesome. And um, I'm just so grateful and thankful. I, I love this ministry, man. I love this ministry. I love you guys that are watching. Praise God. I love the presence that are in here. Man. I just want to cry. I just, I just, I just want to sit down in his presence and just cry, man. Like I'm, I am really fighting back tears. Oh God. Oh. Mm. In Jesus' name. Oh God, I love you so much. Oh, I love you so much, Daddy. Oh my God. Sorry, y'all. Uh, mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. So if you're able to to repost that, please, by all means. The world has to see this, y'all. The world has to experience this. In Jesus' name. Oh, congratulations to Lauren. Let me move on because congratulations to Lauren. I'm so proud of you uh, for graduating as she's celebrating in Orlando. Amen. And 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 everything else like that. Let's uh let's pray. Let's pray. Cause I, I I'm trying to I'm trying to fight stuff. Jesus name. Amen. No problem, Cassandra. No problem. Amen. Regina's praying for it. You sent it to the right person. <laughs> yeah, send yeah. Uh the, the Facebook page is Launch Church Jacks. Launch Church Jacks. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for those that are giving. I thank you, Lord God. Amen. I receive that, Phyllis. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for those that are giving, Lord God. Whatever the amount is, Father, I pray that you just bless their socks off this week, Father God. Lord, let every, let every return be 100% in Jesus' name. I love you, Lord. We love you. And I pray to Luke 6, 36, bless, 38, blessing on them, that you will have men give unto their bosom 30, 60, 100 fold, pressed down, shaken together, and running over in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I also pray for this upcoming week. Lord God, protection, safety. We release ministering and warn angels into this week. That this week, Father God, will be a special week for everybody. That even next week, we will have testimonies of people wanting to say, look what God has done because of the press in Jesus' name. I declare that press right now in Jesus' name. We love you, Lord. We honor you. We bless you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We love you guys. We'll see you next week, hopefully with some great news. 
or faithfully with some great news in Jesus' name. And I look forward to hearing all y'all news. Y'all be blessed. I will see y'all if y'all need me. Y'all know how to get in touch with me if, 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 if y'all need me in Jesus' name. Love y'all. <sighs> Love y'all. <laughs> Love y'all so much. Y'all be blessed. Goodbye. Love y'all too. I got to find out why the phone, I got all these big icons now. I got to turn the phone off. I didn't want to turn it off. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.